On this episode of the podcast, we give you our NFL Super Preview Show. We'll give you our NFL six-pack of questions where we're going to discuss various things about the NFL, including our Super Bowl picks, the New Orleans Saints, and Jameis Winston. And we also talk about the MVP of the NFL. And Oeni has an interesting take on who he thinks is going to win that award. This year, I'm looking at a new face. We just talked about him. I think Josh Allen's going to be that guy this year. I think that he's going to lead this Buffalo Bills team, not only to the playoffs, but they're also going to, this is going to prelude to the next answer to a question to the next segment. But I think that um, Josh Allen will be the MVP this year in the NFL. This is the No Channel Sports Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the New Channel Sports Podcast. My name is Oenyi. I am joined by the usual suspects. Thank you for listening. Whether it be morning, evening, afternoon, or night, we do appreciate you listening. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please do not hesitate to subscribe. We've been gone for a minute, but now we're back. We're going to start bringing out more episodes for you. For your ears so you could be listening if you'd like to check us out on other platforms as well check us out on instagram check it out on youtube also check us out on afro vibes radio i am joined by two fabulous co-hosts it is great to see you guys' faces again your brown wonderful faces thank goodness big low is in the building how are you doing big low big low coming down next time I'll tell you what, man. I, I forgot what your interest sounded like, and it sounded like music. <laughs> it's, it's been a while, man. It's, it's been a while. We ain't seen your face in a minute, man. But hey, you're back. You're back in action. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. O, O-N-E, he's back. Let's Thank go. you, sir. Thank you, sir. It is great to see you, Big Low. And let's just continue right where we left off. And sitting all the way across from me in some term, the phenomenal one. Chris, how are you doing, sir? Bro, what's going on? What's good, y'all? So happy to be back. Y'all acting like we ain't did a podcast without O before. You know, I had the intro, too. Lo, you didn't give me no accolades like that. You ain't saying nothing like it's music to your ears before, bro. I'm hey, a little hurt. I've been, I've, been, I've been doing nothing but dousing you with praise. Old back in action, man. Come on. He said he's been dousing you with praise, bro. Like, you you are just drenched. You're hey, drenched. Man, I, I can't lie. I'm, I've had him so lit, man. All I got is light his ass up, man. You got fire. Light up like a damn Christmas tree. All right, you guys ready to do this, sir? Yes, sir. All right, let's get into some headlines. It's time for headlines. DeAndre Jordan is being signed by the Los Angeles Lakers. They pretty much now are, are the the all-star team in the West. You got the all-star team in the East already who was devastated by injury, but now you have the all-star team here in the West with the Los Angeles Lakers. You guys think this moves the meter at all for LA as far as signing DeAndre Jordan? You know what's so crazy to me, bro? It's not even so much DeAndre going to the Lakers. It's more of the Nets essentially kicking him out because we know he, he went from the to the Nets with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. That was supposed to be the super team. And I think two weeks into the super team, Kyrie went to uh Kevin was like, bro, bro, I don't know about I don't know about DeAndre, bro. <laughs> Whose idea was this? So that's what it's more about them letting DeAndre out of the Nets, more so with him joining the Lakers. Every superstar between the age of 32 and 35 will join this team, right? I don't know what kind of contribution he's gonna have, but right now. I think it's just a matter of him hopping on, winning the championship, and that's all she wrote. Okay. Next topic of discussion in headlines, Oscar De La Hoya. I don't really know too much about this headline. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, so, Chris, I'm going to let you kind of take over with this. But I know he was positive, tested positive for COVID-19. What, what does that mean exactly? Hey, bro, it means he's not fighting. And it's not even so much about Oscar De La Hoya not fighting. So, if you didn't know, he was going to fight Vitor Bel- Belfort in a fight which was supposed to be a big thing, a big thing that was going to happen. He gets COVID, and the person that comes and fills in for him is Evander Holyfield. 
Daddy Vander Holyfield that you know. Anybody want to guess his age? If you haven't Googled it yet, want to guess his age? Man, I'm almost 60, bro. Yeah. He, he yeah. old as hell. He's 58. He's 58, bro, bro. <laughs> he is 58. So it's just... Woo, I just want him to be safe. That's all I can say. Hey, man. I didn't even know the whole story. I bet he Vander Holyfield. I hope he's not, like, trying to get money out of this or, like, he's clamoring for money. I don't know if he was the first one to raise his hand when COVID hit Oscar. I was like, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. I hope that wasn't the case. I really do, because that just seems like a, a disaster in the making. Oh, man. I, I hope it's not that bad. All right. So, LaMarcus Aldridge, who was... I think it was a heart issue he had sometime earlier this year, so he was not able to to play with the Nets. He had to force um, early retirement. He went to uh, get a second or third opinion on the whole situation, and now he's being cleared to play, and now he's rejoining the new uh, the, the the Nets. How do you guys feel about this? I like how you stopped yourself. You almost said New I Jersey, almost did. bro. I almost let, I let it, go. it go. I let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm more worried about his health, and that's why we wanted to discuss this headline. I just want him healthy. When you have heart issues, I just want to see him live. It's not all about basketball. I remember towards the end of his career, Chris Bosh had the same thing going on, and Chris Bosh retired. I would like to see LaMarcus retire healthy and spend time with his family. But since he is playing, I wish him nothing but success. I am just a little worried for his health. Yeah, I mean, you know, irregular heartbeats, it's, I mean, it's something that is pretty frequent i think that's a, i think it's pretty treatable it's not now chris Bosch was going through something completely different the guys was having blood clot issues so I mean, that was that's a whole different situation you know and i mean one clot it's, it's, it's all she wrote so i think i think he'll be fine um whatever mechanic medications and treatments he's taking you know, he's been clear here to get the dose so i don't think it'll be a you know a massive issue for him so hopefully you know he still has plenty of left in the tank you know to uh, contribute very well said, very well said. Yes, I also wish LaMarcus Aldridge the best. It's hard to just stop playing something you've been playing for so long because of some something that's going on with your heart, but it's a very serious issue. So I hope he's taking it one step at a time. And that was Headlines, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get right into the show. Let's talk about some topics that are going to be going on in the NFL season. I'm very excited about this season, uh, Low. And Chris, I don't know why. I just feel like it's going to be a very good season. I feel like a lot of unexpected things are going to happen this year. Um, but let's just dive into some topics that might be going across people's minds when this 2001 NFL season takes place. The first topic of discussion, one Jameis Winston. He has been in Tampa Bay mainly for the start of his career, right? And then he went from Tampa Bay to New Orleans. He spent some time on the bench watching Drew Brees in action. He spent one season on the bench, actually, watching Drew Brees in action, and now he is the starter. Can Jameis Winston lead this New Orleans Saints team to the playoffs? Whew, this is tough, man. This one is tough because I truly believe that Jameis Winston learned being under the tutelage of Brees and then obviously being coached by Sean Payton. But when you look at the skills positions in New Orleans, the best player they have in a skill position is definitely Alvin Kamara. But outside of Calvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara, they lost so many players. You think of Jared Cook, he's gone. Emmanuel Sanders, he's gone. Michael Thomas, he's on the pup list. He's not available to come back until week eight. The season could be lost by then. So is he capable of leading that team to the playoffs? Yes. Will he? I just I got to say no, man. The NFC is too loaded, and he just doesn't have enough talent around him. You remember, Jameis Winston is the same guy that played with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They had Chris Godwin. They had Mike Evans. They had Cameron Bray. They had O.J. Howard. He's used to having good players around him. This might be the worst skill position group he's had in his career, but it also might be the best coaching exactly, he's had in his exactly. career. So it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's let's just talk about the skill uh, position, right? You only have Alvin Kamara. I don't know who their tight end is. Who's Adam Troutman? Uh, Deontay Harris. You guys know who that is. How about Traquan Smith? Marquez Callaway. That, that's who you have as your receiver. Just like you correctly said, Chris. 
He, Jameis Winston has always had star receivers. He's always had talent around him. He's always had tight ends. He's always had receivers, right? So I think it's going to be difficult. It'll be really difficult. I will say this just because there's not, you know, if the NFC were was as stacked as the AFC was, and Chris, we talk about the AFC um, on AfroVibes. Uh, shout out AfroVibes TV. We talked about the AFC, right? They are stacked. I think they still have an opportunity. You know, so it is possible for them to sneak into the playoffs, maybe as a wild card team, just because, you know, James is going to put up some numbers and they still have decent talent on their defense. I still believe they're going to play great defense. And then just like you said, this is going to be the best coaching that he's had. So this will be really interesting to see what he does. I believe Sean Payton is still going to be able to, you know, really scheme up things and make these guys successful. Um, it, it'll, it'll be a challenge, but I, I, I think they could be, they'll be able to sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a challenge to get into the playoffs, but we already talked about it. The two key things for them to advance to the playoffs would be the coaching in Sean Payton. Can he put together a scheme that's not that's going to propel Jameis Winston onto another level? And, you know, as as great as Bruce Arians was in Tampa Bay, I don't think he was that right coach for Jameis Winston. Tom Brady is a coach within himself, so he can go pretty much anywhere and do anything and be successful. And plus, he has all those weapons around him. But I do think Sean Payton is going to be able to put together a scheme that's going to help James Winston be successful. Now, whether or not they get to the playoffs, it counts on the second point. In between the ears of James Winston, does he have it all together? Because that's been his Achilles heel ever since he got into the NFL. Can he really be that leader of this team? Can he really be that quarterback that people look up to and respect? Can he really guide these group of men to that next level? Because I think that sometimes he has the attitude and sometimes he fools me in thinking that, okay, he's there. And then he does something that's immature that makes you know, okay, he's not all there yet. I'm not going to lie to you. Coming into this season, into training camp, I looked at Jameis Winston, his slim build, his attitude, just the way he's been carrying himself. I know that he wants to be successful this year. I know that he wants to lead this Saints team to the playoffs. So I'm going to go ahead and, and go ahead and keep on what I'm saying. Because I know in episode 105, we had an episode about Stock and Jameis Winston. And I was all in on Jameis Winston. And I'm going to continue with that. I'm going to be all in with Jameis Winston, even if they don't go to the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. If you're into fantasy football or daily fantasy, he should be someone that is on your team. Because he's going to sneak in there and give you some big-time games every once in a while. But I'm going to say that he's going to lead the Saints to the playoffs. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, let, let's let's not pretend this is not this is somebody that does have the arm talent. This right. is a guy that I mean, he's ha- he's had success. He's had the yards. He's had the touchdowns. It's the turnovers, and hopefully, with that, I said this before. If he can learn two percent of what Drew Brees had, I think the guy's going to be fine. Let's just limit those turnovers. And guess what? Sean Payton said it himself. They said they will not allow Jameis Winston to play the way he played. Tampa Bay, meaning they're not going to allow him to have the careless turnovers that he had with Tampa Bay. That's the fumbles, those are interceptions, right? I think the only reason that they will not make the playoffs is just because they don't just don't have enough offensive power, uh, uh, firepower. But the guy's got the arm talent. He's got the smarts. He knows offenses. He's a professional in this league. And the thing that he, that he has is that, look, at the end of the day, whether he does do some goofball off-kilter things, right? At the end of the day, they do see that this guy is trying. He is making the effort. Um, and he's taking care of his body. You see, he's changed his body. The guy is moving about this in a professional way. I think, uh, I think he's got the full backing of his team. And they make a third point real quick before you say anything, Chris. As far as them not having the offensive firepower, I do feel like this is a team that's going to have somebody come out out of nowhere and become that guy for this team. Because when Alvin Kamara came out, no one really knew who Alvin Kamara was. He just turned into a piece that was very vital to this New Orleans State's offense. And I do have this feeling that there's going to be someone within that offensive uh, uh, group that's going to emerge as being that guy. So uh, if that if those three things happen for New Orleans, yes, they, they will be in the playoffs this year. Yeah, we disagree. Yeah, I don't see them being a playoff team. <laughs> as usual. No, no, I'm saying I just I don't see them being a playoff team, but uh... – if they made the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised. But if, if I had to answer the question, my answer is no, they're not a playoff team. And that would be because of what? which one of those three things you do not see happening, Chris. Because I do think if all three of those things I mentioned happen, 
they go to the playoffs. Is there one of those particular those three things that you just don't see happening? I mean, I think that's the thing. I can see all three happening. I can see all three not happening. And that's why when it's that much of like, eh, I don't know. And because there's so many good teams in the NFC, I'm, I just can't buy the stock of that team. Now, come at me week four. By week four, we'll know how Jameis fit, Winston fits in that offense. If he's fitting really well, then it's obvious, right? It's obvious. Well, well you, but I still think you should stick to your point. Even in week four, therefore, no. They could bottom out. I would not be surprised that it's bottom out for the rest of the season and don't do anything. That's because we don't know. We have to see Jameis Winston do this all year for me to really be confident that he can do it. I think he's going to do it. But we have to see him do it all year for us to be really confident in him. So right now, I'm, I'm going through it. I'm, I'm just curious about their their receivers. Um, it's, it's a lot of inexperience. There's not a lot of uh, production. So Traycon Swift has got has got the most in, in yardage right now. We're not talking about Michael Thomas because he ain't playing. He ain't been playing for a couple of weeks. Traycon Smith in his career, and he's been the, in the league for a handful of years. He's got 1,100 receiving yards. Marcus Callaway, who's on their number two on their depth chart, he's got 400, 403 career receiving yards. This is another young guy on their team. Deontay Harris, who's number three on their depth chart, the guy that five, six receivers only got, I think, 100 or 200 receiving yards. Okay. I might even look at the tight ends. I don't even know who the tight ends are. They do have Chris Hogan, but Chris Hogan, I mean, what, what is he, 33, 34 years old? So that, that's, that, that's a lot of, there's not a lot there when it comes to receiving. Someone's got to get the ball, man, and everyone's going to key on Alvin Kamara. So, like I said, I, I have faith, and this is more about Sean Payton than anything. I have more faith um, in him that he's going to be able to, you know, design an offense. He's going to, you know, have guys get open, and they'll be able to move the ball. Um, and they still have talent on defense. They're going to play great. They're going to play good defense. But it, it'll be a battle. It really will be a battle. Um, but I, 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 I I can see them being an eight and nine team and finding their way into the playoffs, man. That's that's where I see it. They don't have a, they don't have an easy schedule. Either. They don't. The, the, the first part of the schedule is easier than the latter part of the schedule. They can very easily start off the season four and one or three and two, somewhere within that range. But that latter part of the season is very difficult. But I can still see them kind of sneaking into the playoffs, even with that difficult schedule. We already know what happens through the course of NFL season. You have in, injuries and and just stuff especially with the COVID still going on, that could just really derail someone's season. So I, I could still see them sneaking in. But, you know, it's really a coin flip. Let's be honest, guys. It's really a coin flip as far as where they get in or not. All right. Next question up. We just talked about them a little bit, actually. The Buccaneers, they have a team offensively that's pretty stacked. They have Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. They have Mike Evans. They have Chris Godwin. They have Antonio Brown. They have Gronkowski. They just have a loaded offense. This offense is comparable to that offense that Tom Brady led with Randy Moss that went undefeated into the playoffs and broke all kinds of records. Do you guys see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going undefeated this year? Uh, No. <laughs> I don't see them going undefeated, <laughs> but I'll tell you this. No, but it, it wasn't easy going through their schedule. It wasn't easy. I'll tell you the game that I think they're going to lose in a second. But – when you look at that team and you look at what they're able to do, they return every single starter on the defensive side of the football and on the offensive side of the football. We talked about this head into the offseason, did not think there was any way they'd be able to keep Levante, David, and Shaq Barrett. They kept them both. Both. That was important. They bring back Antonio Brown. He's looked amazing in camp. They bring back Gronkowski for another season. Leonard Fournette, I'm telling you right now, if you play fantasy, that is the guy. He's going to have a good season. I do not think Ronald Jones II is going to hold it down, the starting position on that team. With all that said and how great that team is, I do not see them going undefeated because they have to go and play Coach Belichick in Foxborough. Let me tell y'all something right now. I've said it on Afro Vibes CB. I'll say it on New Channel Sports Podcast. There is no way in God's green earth that Bill Belichick is going to allow Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl without him, then come back home and beat him. Bill Belichick will win by hook or by crook. If he got to deflate some balls, inflate some balls, I don't know what he got to do. Pump some damn serum <laughs> gas into the building. I don't care what he's going to do. He's going to figure it out. There is no way they are beating the Patriots. Chris, I'm going to tell you something. If they still had Cam Newton, I would I would agree with you. But one thing you have to understand is, and I've said this before, 
when you have the, the, the greats, and when I say the great, I mean the all-time greats, that your Tom Brady's, your Kobe Bryant's, your Michael Jordan's, there is a certain level of insanity that these guys have, okay? These guys have won multiple championships, but all it takes is one slight, right? They just have to go back to their memory breaks and just find that one thing that made them unhappy, and they're going to obsess over that. They're going to obsess, and you're going to bring in a powerhouse like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with all them goddamn receivers that they have, and and, and Gronk with his touchdown sledgehammer throwing self, and then that whole defense, they're going to come to Tampa Bay and beat Bill Belichick in his own house. That's just what's going to happen. If you had Cam Newton, I, I would, they, they would have an edge there because there's just a certain level of athleticism that Tom that uh, Cam Newton has that will be able to disrupt some things and kind of help Tampa Bay get off kilter. But you have a rookie quarterback. They're starting a rookie quarterback this year. They're gonna, it's, it's feast of famine right now. Though. It really is. I, I can't see Tampa Bay losing to to, to uh, to uh, the, the Patriots. So you're saying Tampa Bay is going undefeated then? Well, I think there's a team in there that'll be able to beat them. Um, I think that, you know, I think the Washington football team, I, I, I keep saying this, and you probably won't climb because of, because of uh, Fitzpatrick. That Washington football team gave him Fitz with a quarterback that came off the streets during the playoffs, man. Okay, keep that in mind. They've got an actual NFL quarterback as as, as, as up and down as he is, that's a scary team. That's going to be a loss for me. So I'm, that's going to be the last. That's going to be the game that they lose for me. Man, I'm looking at these guys' schedule. The Bucks' schedule. It seems like the Saints have a harder schedule than the Super Bowl champions do, though. Their their schedule is not that hard. Even with me saying that, though, I do not think they're going to go undefeated. You add the extra game into the equation that they have to play now. It's just too many games to play week in and week out. Even though Tom Brady is a GOAT, he is getting older. Uh, there's going to be some weeks where he's not going to play well and that defense is going to have to show up. I just don't see them going undefeated, though. But look, man, this schedule is not that tough. Uh, they have maybe throughout their whole schedule three or four really games that they might be questionable in winning. That's it. The rest of their schedule, they're, they're going to be the favorites in those games. Now, as far as him going back to New England, that might be a home game for Tom Brady because you already know when they go there, they're going to be cheering for Tom Brady and everything and just having all this nostalgia about what he used to do for that New England Patriot organization. And he's going to go in there. I think he's going to go in there and wrong. I, I, I don't see any other equation in that game, honestly and truly. But I don't see them going undefeated. No way, no how. All right, so next topic of discussion, we're going to stay in the NFL and we're going to go to the NFC West. Can three teams out the NFC West make it to the playoffs? That is by far probably the best division in football. There are a lot of good teams there. You have the Seattle Seahawks. You have the San Francisco 49ers, the Rams, and the Cardinals. I'm looking more at the Seahawks, Rams, and Cardinals. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and all of them, they have to show me something before I can really put them in that equation. But that's a tough, tough division. Can three teams out of that division make it to the playoffs? Honestly, this was the easiest question when we were going through our production meeting. The answer is clearly yes. This is the best division in football. This may be the best division I've ever watched in my adult life. Every single game in this division means so much because every team expects to make the playoffs. There is no other division in my adult life that I can remember where if any of those teams miss the playoffs, it is a failed season and the coach of that team could possibly be fired. That's how stacked that division is. Oh, you said you're not high on the 49ers. The 49ers have Super Bowl prospects. I mean, that's where they want to get to. Same thing with the Rams. The Rams believe they can get to the, to the Super Bowl. When you look at the, the Seahawks, whenever you have Russell Wilson, of course you think you can get to the Super Bowl. And the Cardinals are really the team that's the up-and-comer. And they went out this offseason. They got A.J. Green as a compliment to DeAndre Hopkins. And then they went out and got J.J. Watt. They just basically raided Houston, right? Uh, but either way, they got J.J. Watt there now. So uh, all of those teams are good. For me, the question is, which one of those teams is not going to make the playoffs? That's how good that division is. And this is not necessarily to poo-poo on a division. The NFC West is so good, and the NFC East 
is so bad, which is clearly the worst division in the NFL. So it makes it easier because we know going into the season, more likely than not, there is going to be one team from the NFC East, the division champion that makes the playoffs, which makes it easier to have a three-team division make the playoffs. To me, this is a no-brainer. Three of them will make it. The, the tough question is who's going to be left out. And at this moment, I leave out the Cardinals because the rest of those teams have something about them that's super elite. The 49ers defense with the Rams, they have literally everything. Is Matthew Stafford ready for his moment? And for the Seahawks, they have an elite quarterback. So it's a tough division, man. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think the Cardinals, are, I think the Cardinals miss out. You know, just because they're an up and coming team. Um, the other teams are just special. Anytime you have Russell Wilson on your team, that, that's an automatic playoff for, which is what they've proven. Uh, San Fran, despite their quarterback situation, you still have a loaded defense. You still have plenty of, you still have that crazy running game and a great head coach who is very, very creative. LA Rams, <laughs> look, you can't, you cannot bet against Aaron Donald. You just cannot do that. They do have a good defense. They've got a good quarterback who really hasn't proven anything, who hasn't done anything in the playoffs. And then you have three tremendous receivers on that, on that LA Rams team. I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot of talent right there, man. Very, very, very interesting the way you guys are evaluating this division. Yes, it is the best division in football. Yes, you could see three teams go to the playoffs. But I'm going to have to go ahead and say I don't see three teams going to the playoffs in this division. I just think that with the, the L.A. Rams, Matthew Stafford still has to prove himself in the, with the L.A. Rams, okay? He's a brand-new quarterback. He's coming in there into a brand-new situation. Yes, he is an upgrade from Jared Goss, but he still has to prove himself. On the Cardinals side, you have Kyler Murray, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, all of them. J.J. Watt is there now. They started off on fire last year, and somehow they missed the playoffs last year. So they still got to prove to me that they can get over that hump and go to the playoffs. As far as the 49ers are concerned, yes, it is a question of the quarterback position for me. Is it going to be Jimmy or is it going to be Trey Lance that's going to lead this team into the playoffs? Now, either way, I still do think they're going to have some hurdles in that quarterback position, the defense, yes, it is elite. It's going to keep them in a lot of games, but can they do that? And as far as the Seattle Seahawks are concerned, they're not really playing a brand new offense, but now they're playing an offense that is more catered to um, Russell Wilson. He wants to throw the ball every single opportunity that he has. He wants to air it out. Can he really be that guy? Because last year they were kind of trying to do that, and they kind of did the same thing the Cardinals did. It kind of dwindled off at the end of the year. So I do want to see what these teams can do and if they can continue to do that, what they want to do consistently. So I, I don't necessarily see three getting in. I definitely see two, but I would not be surprised if three of the teams got into the playoffs. Now, I do have to ask. Yes. Let's, let's say hypothetically we have only two teams make it out of the NFC West. Who, come, who jumps in this year? Because I see Green Bay is, is automatic for me. Um, and then between Seattle, L.A., and San Fran, let's say L.A. and San Fran make it. No, a lot. Let's say San Fran and Seattle make it, and L.A. misses out. So who's who else is in? Is Minnesota? Or Detroit had it closed out their year pretty strong. Um, Chicago? Well, what, what are we looking at here? Now, Washington barely made it. Washington barely made it, but that's a scary team right there. That is a very scary team. You can have potentially two teams out of the NFC East come out as well. I see, I see the fate. Y'all got, I see no, the face you're I, making, I, I, Keep I, in mind that this Washington team. No, no, no. Keep no. in mind that this. Okay. I'm not making a face because of that. I'm making a face because we are halfway through this podcast and you have not said the word Dallas or Cowboys yet in this whole podcast. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of. Well, because they're, they're, I haven't said it, but they're one of the two teams I'm talking about. I'm just, I'm purposely. Withholding their okay, name, okay. okay. I'm okay. purposely, but those those one of the two teams that I that I believe. But that Washington team is a very scary team. I've been saying it. I keep saying it. This is a team that made it into the playoffs based off of technicality. And look at how they battle Tampa Bay. Right. They have a legitimate NFL quarterback who, again, it's too high and too low. There's no in between. But that's a very scary team to me, man. Yeah, I'm looking at the Cowboys as being a team that, if Dak Prescott is healthy they should be a playoff team. I'm also looking at Minnesota. They do have some weapons there on offense with Kirk Cousins. I do think that's a team that should bounce back from a disappointing season they had last year. 
Of course, we have Green Bay. Of course, we have Tampa Bay. And then I am still looking at Cowboys and the Washington football team to do something up there. So that that will be kind of the the way it would go if one of those teams were to miss out in the NFC West. All right. Next topic of discussion, more NFL. Not surprising. We're going to stay in the NFL. The most important position in the NFL is the quarterback. Which of these quarterbacks is most likely to make an elite turn? All right. So we're talking about Dak Prescott, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, or Lamar Jackson. Ooh, that's a tough one, man. Um, I think the consensus around the NFL is that Josh Allen is going to be that. I've been saying it, man. That makes that 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 big turn. I mean, I'm, I, I said that's the consensus. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it. But the, the the question is weird, though, right? The question is weird, though, because some people already say that Lamar Jackson is in that category, and 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 that's why he's in there. Because the question is, is he elite? And I think that's still a question. When you look at Josh Allen, he's had a really good season last season. We expect a lot from him. Same thing can be said for Baker May- Mayfield and for Lamar Jackson. The wild card in there is Dak Prescott because he has the numbers, but obviously he had the injury. For me, I'm going to pick Lamar Jackson. Now, some people may be listening and saying, Chris, that's really safe. We already think he's elite. But there are people saying, has the NFL caught up to him? Is he really a passer? All of those things. I believe at the end of this season, we're going to be calling him an elite quarterback because he has the goods. And it's more of he wins by default. I still don't believe in Josh Allen. I'm not a Josh Allen guy. I believe the Bills have put every single thing around him for him to be great. I just don't see – I haven't seen it yet. In the AFC Championship game when they needed him to win, his coach didn't believe in him enough, and they kept kicking field goals against the Chiefs. You look at Dak Prescott, he's come off of an injury. He just lost another one of his good offensive linemen and Zach Martin, maybe the best player on the team. So I don't see that happening. And I already talked about Josh Allen. Baker Mayfield is a guy that I, I'm telling y'all, he's sneaky. Baker Mayfield is sneaky because he has the confidence. He has that running game. He doesn't need to make 50 passes in a game. He needs to make about 25 to 30 and be deadly accurate at doing it. I'm going Lamar Jackson, but Baker Mayfield's that guy I'm like, keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on Baker. Yeah. No, of course, you make a lot of good points, especially with Baker, because, you know, Baker has an opportunity to – this is lofty. But you remember Troy Aikman? Troy Aikman's a Hall of Famer. Troy Aikman doesn't have the, the passing yards and the touchdowns and all of that, but the guy um, made – won three Super Bowls went to the Hall of Fame behind the running game, right? Behind the strength of the running game. Didn't have all those catastrophic numbers that everybody else had. Um, Baker, if they can keep that team and build that offense around him in that way, as, as talented as low as that team is, yo, there's an opportunity for him, you know, to still be an elite quarterback behind all the talent that he has around him by just basically playing within the system. Don't ask him to do too much. Continue to have that running game. Continue to have that great defense um, around them. And then we can consider them elite because the Cleveland Browns have the capability of doing major damage in the playoffs. Once you have that playoff success, you have the regular season success, then you have playoff success, and then potentially one or two Super Bowl bursts, then you can begin saying, okay, well, this is an elite. You know, you could talk about him being an elite quarterback. Now, in terms of my pick, my only issue with Lamar Jackson is the fact that, and this is not his fault, the guy just hasn't had weapons. He hasn't had enough weapons for us to just really see, you know, the, 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 the prolific arm that he has. What I love that he did is that he was able to show that to us last year when they, when they finally beat uh, Tennessee. So I think that's the start. Um, Josh Allen, I'm not a fan of one-year wonders. I'm not a fan of that. I think that because he was so bad the year before. He was not so bad. He he had been steadily progressing, and now he got to the point last year to where he was at. Don't do that. Don't do that, Lowe. Don't do that. Well, well, no, no, no. I'm going I'm to def- defend my boy Lowe. This is the guy during the crucial moment of a playoff game decided – I'm not going to throw the football forward. I'm going to throw it back. I don't know why I'm throwing it back, but I'm, I'm going to throw the football back. Yeah. So, nah, bro. I, I'm sorry. That team has been good. He has been ascending, but nah, I'm with low on that one. I, I, I like what it did last year, and it, it really caught on. Let's see it again this year. Give me – I'm all about consistency. 
Let, let's 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 see it for a couple of years. If he does it again this year, okay, we, we I'm I'm game. I'm on I'm on board. Now, let's talk about Dak. Dak doesn't have the arm talent of Lamar Jackson and uh, and Josh Allen, but he's probably in terms of playing the game of quarterback, he's been the most consistent. He doesn't have playoff success, but when the Cowboys have been in the playoffs, Dak has played well. Now everything everything else around him hasn't been. Okay. Now we can go and we can just dissect and talk about garbage yards and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it still takes a pretty good quarterback to still have your team in the game despite all the issues that happened earlier. Garbage, garbage or not. Because we've seen other quarterbacks not able to do it and still throwing the towel. So when we talk about the overall consistency with the weapons that he has, I'm not concerned about his injury. The guy's healed. He's, he's, he's good to go. But it's just a matter of knocking off a little bit, a little bit of that rust and showing consistency and actually now having playoff success. So when we talk about in terms of playing the game as an overall quarterback, I think he's probably closer than the other. But then you have a good, you bring up a good question. Lamar, Jack, Lamar Jackson is an elite talent. He is. He's the only one in the game doing what he does. So that's a very, very, very good question. Cause some might say again, Lamar might already be elite. Well, let me go and shut that down right now and just let everybody know, everybody listening, Lamar Jackson is not an elite quarterback yet. The way you become an elite quarterback is that you got to do what you do in a regular season and do it in the playoffs. And you talk about consistency, though. He won one playoff game, and all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, you see, he can win a playoff game, blah, 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 blah. He needs to do a consistency. He has enough talent to take that team all the way to the Super Bowl. And that's what I want to see out of Lamar Jackson. I want to see him do it in the playoffs, week in and week out. None of these quarterbacks have proven they can do it consistently in the playoffs. So that's why we're putting them all in the same boat. Can they get to the next level? Now, as far as Dak Prescott is concerned, Lo, I'm a little bit more concerned about the injury than you are. I think that's going to be something that might hinder him a little bit. Just mentally, more mentally than anything. Because once you have a devastating injury like that, it's hard to just get into that first game and just get it clicking on all cylinders. So I'm looking at that as far as Doc Prescott is concerned to see if he can do that. Um, do do I think he's going to make that turn into the, an elite quarterback? I think he does. he has the capabilities to do it. He has the weapons. He has Amari Cooper. He has Ezekiel Elliott. Um, but is that offensive line up to par to to protect him? Is that coaching staff up to par to really give him what he needs to be successful? So for now, I'm going to have to say he's not going to be that guy. With Baker Mayfield, the way you guys describe Baker Mayfield, it's almost like as long as he doesn't hinder himself, he should be okay. But that is more of a description of a game manager than anything. He's not, even if his team is successful, it doesn't necessarily make him an elite quarterback. Just Cleveland Browns go all the way to the, the conference finals, and still we will not know if Baker Mayfield is an elite quarterback or not. The only two quarterbacks to me in this race are Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Now, I think I have so much stock in Josh Allen that he's going to come up in our in our next question that we have as far as being an elite quarterback or not. I think Josh Allen is going to be that guy. I think he's going to take that next level this year. And the Buffalo Bills, to me, and I don't know what I saw in them in that game against the Texans, but I just saw them gradually progressing. Even though they lost that game to the Texans, there was something about the way they were building an organization. And, Lo, you talk about organizations all the time, about how they build and how they're trying to build a, a um, championship contender. I see all that in the Buffalo Bills. Even if Josh Allen is not all the way there, I think that all those components are there to help make him an elite quarterback. So, yes, I do think he's going to make that turn this year and be an elite quarterback. Lamar Jackson, on his side, he has all the elite talent. Really, he does. But can he do it in the playoffs? And, oh man, he's, he's really the toughest one for me to evaluate. Because even though they won that game against Tennessee, it, it, there were moments during the course of that game where we were like, okay, here we go. Here we go again. Lamar Jackson's doing the same thing that he's been doing in every other playoff game. So I do want to see if he can get to that next level, Lamar Jackson. But my guy right now, obviously you all already know, is Josh Allen to get to that next level. And that's fine. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily fight you too much on that. The only thing I will fight you on is the last point that you made about Lamar Jackson, here we go again in the playoffs. I can definitively say that 
Lamar Jackson won them that game against the Tennessee Titans. He the had defense to, stepped up. He had to. No, but, and, but, but let me finish the point, though. I cannot tell you that Josh Allen won his playoff games. In fact, you can say they may have won in spite of him making some boneheaded plays at times, in particular in the AFC Championship game. You can't escape that fact, the fact that his team did not trust him. You know the Chiefs are going to score, and they kept kicking field goals. That tells me that his coach looked his, this man in the eye and said, I don't trust you. And for me, if your coach don't trust you, I don't trust you. So it's hard for me to say that he has the potential of having an elite turn more so than Lamar Jackson. But with that said, it doesn't mean that I believe the Ravens will go farther in the playoffs than the Bills. Right. I just believe the Bills have the much better team. Right, I believe right. the Bills team is really good. I love how they got Emmanuel Sanders in the offseason. We talk about Emmanuel Sanders not being on the Saints. Well, he's on the Bills. So now you have Diggs, you have Cole Beasley, and you have Emmanuel Sanders. I really like that team. And so some of the things you said are part of what I'm saying, too, is that I think that the Bills being a better organization, a better team, are going to put him in situations where we're going to get to see, okay, are you absolutely an elite quarterback? Because we already know what coaches do. The coach of the Green Bay Packers pretty much didn't trust Aaron Rodgers, who was the MVP of that year, to go ahead and try to win them that game in the last play, in the last play of that game. So I understand what you're saying about coaches, but it, it doesn't always equate as well. Next question. Who is your MVP this year? Hello, Chris. Who you got as the NFL MVP? Or do you want me to go first? Since, since I, I'll go first this time. I'll go first this time. I'm just going to say his name. I already praised him enough in the last segment. You know, I was right last year in my MVP prediction to the demise of some of the people on this podcast who did this, hated it. But it's not to the I, dem- Calm down. It's not to the demise. <laughs> <Get> down. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, I'll just say, last year, Aaron Rodgers had a pretty good year. I, I thought that he would be the, the MVP, and, and it turned out that he was MVP. This year, I'm looking at a new face. We just talked about him. I think Josh Allen's going to be that guy this year. I think that he's going to lead this Buffalo Bills team, not only to the playoffs, but they're also going to – this is going to prelude to the next answer to a question to the next segment, but I think that um, Josh Allen will be the MVP this year in the NFL. I will tell you this. I have to give you your flowers for being right on Aaron Rodgers. I didn't think he was going to be the MVP. I wasn't stunned by it, but, you know, you you called it, and you were firm on it, and you were right. And I also have to give you your flowers for, you know, putting this this podcast episode together with the topics and what we're going through. I got to give you flowers for that. I'll give you flowers for being a black man as well. You know, being a black man in this country, is, you know, sometimes it's a struggle. Hey, but I'll tell you, I want my reparations is all, oh, I want my reparations also for being a black man. <laughs> I would say this. I would say this. If you are right about Josh Allen being the MVP of the NFL, I might quit podcasting. I might just uh, – I'm not going to lie to you. No, because – and it's not – it's not – just listen to me, though. It's not a knock on Josh Allen. The team doesn't need him to be the NFL, the MVP of the NFL to win. They don't need that from him. So if well, he they does do, they do, do that, though. They do, though. That's the only way they're going to beat the Chiefs. Because that's the only team that is going to really be stopping this team from getting to Super Bowl. If he becomes that guy that they can rely on, but he, they have to see it consistently. But they have to see it consistently week in and week out. Because you just said the, the, the coach doesn't trust him. If they don't see it week in and week out, when it comes to that big moment, they're still not going to trust him. But if they can see it week in and week out. When it comes to that big moment, they might give him opportunity. I'll tell you his player comp. A lot of people are going to kill me for this, but it is, it is a good player comp. And I would say it's uh, Joe Flacco, another guy with a big arm, with a phenomenal defense. They and he won MVP. Did, did, he win, did he win MVP one year? No. <laughs> he won MVP of the Super Bowl. Don't Super Bowl. I know, uh, I know, he won I MVP know. of I the said, Super I Bowl. I said no. I said no. I, said no. I, I, I know. I know. I know. And and I, I'll tell you, it, it's I think it's a good player comp because they both have big arms. Joe Flacco knew when to step up at the right time. The difference is that Josh Allen is a lot more mobile. Than Joe Flacco is though. No, sure, I, I like sure. The comparison. Yeah. That, that's that's true. Then that's true, and he can use that his mobility in big moments as well. But the fact is, Joe Flacco knew when to step up at big moments. I feel honestly the same way about Baker Mayfield. His team doesn't need him to be elite. The Ravens need Lamar Jackson to be elite. 
the Browns and the Bills don't need the quarterbacks to be elite. They need to be elite at key moments, at big times, at big moments. Those guys typically don't win the MVP of the NFL, which is why I don't see it being Josh Allen. Uh, but but I'm not mad at you, but I, I just don't see it. Again, if who, you're right. So who's, your, who's your MVP, though? P- part of my reasoning for, for that is there's not a lot of people that can just in the front run for MVP to me. So who's your MVP, go, Chris? Go ahead. No, I agree with you. My, my MVP is the oldest man in the league. Uh, he has all of the weapons around him. He might have 55-plus touchdowns this, seasons, this season. I'm going with Tom Brady. Uh, Father Tom has not caught up to him yet. I don't know if it's going to catch up to him. What a season it would be to go back-to-back uh, Super Bowls. I'm not saying I'm predicting that, but it would be cool to see that. And then also to win the MVP of the league while doing so. We just talked about this team possibly going undefeated. That tells me that we all believe that they're a very good team. So if I'm going to pick up MVP of the league, I'm going with Tom Boy Wonder Brady. Chris, you stole, you stole my pick because that's who I was going with. It, it just, I think it, ju- it just makes sense with what he did last year to come back fully loaded. Antonio Brown is back. Antonio Brown from the Pittsburgh Steelers is back. This is going to be scary. I don't think there's, there's going to be very few teams that are going to be able to compete and even stand on this team. I don't see any reason why uh, he, he shouldn't win the MVP. My second pick would be Aaron Rodgers. Again, it's going to be one of those two. That's, that's the way I see it. It's going to be one of those two guys winning MVP. It would be good to see him, uh, Aaron Rodgers win it back-to-back. Yeah, but it's, it's one of those two guys, man. It could be. It could possibly. I, I think we're sleeping on Pat. I think we've forgotten about Pat Mahomes, too, with all the craziness you know, he, he, he's done. But yeah, it's gonna come down to it's gonna come down to Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers and uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, we we are sleeping on Patrick Mahomes for sure. He still has that offense. He still has Andy Reid there. So I, I do think that he should be in this conversation for MVP. Also, I think you guys took the safe pick though in Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yes, he can be MVP. He can be MVP every year. Come on, guys, let's listen to this. Be serious. No, hold on, to- hold on. Not saying the safe pick. We, <laughs> uh, you you could you could take a rough pick, but don't go crazy. <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> oh man but you know the, the names that we've mentioned are in vegas as far as the odd makers to be mvp um patrick mahomes aaron Rodgers, and josh allen are actually the top three in vegas to hit the mvp so hey man y'all sleeping on josh allen too man if he can step up this year we, we might see something special happen for those buffalo bills they deserve it as, as that that whole organization deserves it don't that city they, they will deserve a championship. But anyway, let's go on to our next question. Who goes to the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen? What two teams do you have? Who represents the NFC and who represents the AFC? We kind of talked about this uh, on AfroVibe. Shout out AfroVibe TV. We talked about this a little bit because the AFC is so, it's so stacked. You know, can we see Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs go back? Will it be the Bills? Will it be the Cleveland Browns of all teams? Cleveland Browns, right? What other team am I missing? Well, it was one other team. It was four teams we were talking about, Chris. Remember? Oh, the Bills. The Bills, right? So you can be one of those. Those those three teams have caught up, I believe, have caught up to and, and have the players available to, you know, to stop Kansas City. So we might not see a rematch. We already know who's going to the Super Bowl from the NFC. It's going to be Tampa Bay. We, we know that already. We don't know that level. No, I, I think – I think I think we know. I'm giving them the shoe in, just like I'm giving the LA Lakers the championship. I'm giving them to them. I'm giving the Tampa Bay a Super Bowl berth next year. All right, so we're gonna be back to back. So we know NFC they they going, but I think right now it could be any. It can be it can be Cleveland. It can be the Bills. It can be the Chiefs. For me personally, I do have uh, my top four teams that I do look at as far as potentially making the playoffs. We have the Chiefs, obviously in the AFC. They're the cream of the crop. There, they're going to be the favorite. And then right behind them for me is the Buffalo Bills. We talk about them a lot. And on the NFC side, of course, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're the cream of the crop. They're the favorite in the NFC. But that team that I have right behind them is going to be the LA Rams. I do think that Matthew Stafford coming in there and being with that scheme is going to help him tremendously. I do hope that this helped elevate him so that people really see that he is a really good quarterback. I know that, Chris, you've been high on Matthew Stafford for, for many years. Hopefully he gets to the playoffs, make a run, and go to the Super Bowl. I'm looking at the L.A. Rams and the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl next year. Two new quarterbacks battling out 
for a chance to win a title. So that's my prediction. L.A. Rams versus the Buffalo Bills. I love it, bro. I really love how you stepped out there and did that. You stole my thunder with the L.A. Rams. Let me tell you something. When you have a guy in Matthew Stafford who has toiled in his entire career with the Detroit Lions, I love the fans of Detroit. I love that they play on Thanksgiving, and the story behind them playing on Thanksgiving is amazing, but that organization couldn't get it done, even with an elite wide receiver and Calvin Johnson. You have Matthew Stafford, who's phenomenal. You have Cooper Cup. You have Robert Woods. You have Henderson Jr. as a running back. They brought in Sony Michelle. They have the best player in football that's not named Tom Brady and probably just peered the best player in football and Aaron Donald. That team is stacked. They have that boy wonder and coach. I believe in Matthew Stafford. If you listen to this podcast, I believe in Matthew Stafford his entire career. He, I think, with a great team around him and with a great mind around him, exactly. they can get to the Super Bowl, but they won't get to the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl on that. On the AFC side, got to go with the Chiefs. So I'm saying back-to-back Super Bowl, we're going to see the Buccaneers and the Chiefs yet again. I know it's boring, y'all, but I just can't bring myself to say Josh Allen is going to beat the Chiefs. I can't bring myself to say Baker Mayfield is going to beat the Chiefs. I can't bring myself to say Lamar Jackson is going to beat the Chiefs. I just can't do it. You can't convince me. We'll see throughout the season. I may whiffle and waffle a little bit, but I'm sticking with the Chiefs. And as much as I love the LA Rams, can't do it. Nope. Going with the Buccaneers. Buccaneers, Chiefs, Bucks go back-to-back Super Bowls. Tom Brady says, you know what, after that, I'm going to retire. Gronkowski retires. Bruce Arian retires. Antonio Brown retires. They're done. <laughs> yeah, this, this, I don't understand this, man. Y'all are acting like this is the NBA. Only in the NBA do you have teams that are favored to go, and they actually go and win it all. In the NFL, this is too much parody. I just don't see it. Those two teams are, yes, they're the favorites, but for both teams to go, the odds of that happening are not favorable. Teams don't even go back-to-back anymore. The last team to go back-to-back and win a Super Bowl was a Tom Brady-led Patriots. But I understand. They oh, can you repeat that again? Who? The, the Tom Brady-led Patriots. Yes. Oh, we're talking about both sides. We're talking about both sides, though. I don't okay, see but let's talk about Andy Reid. Andy Reid is the same guy that took the Eagles to four state straight conference championships. Exactly. You talk about two teams. Not, not two four guys. straight Super Bowls, though. Four straight. That's fine because not and as much and and as much as I love Donovan McNabb, he has some shortcomings in the playoffs. His defense has some right. shortcomings, but he has Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and you have Tom Brady on the other side. I gave y'all deep fake. I told y'all I like the Rams. If the Rams made it, I wouldn't be mad. But I'm just telling you, you have to tell me coming into the season. Sure, I hear you, O. The favorites typically don't make it. It's not the NBA. But at the same time, if I'm going to put my money more where my mouth is, I'm going to pick the team that I believe is going to make it. I don't see a team in the NFC beating that Tampa Bay team. Not yet. Not now. Maybe by week eight, I might have a different opinion saying this team is coming up. But coming into week one, I believe the Bucs are the best team in the NFC and the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. So those are the two teams that are going to the Super Bowl. Everything you say about Josh Allen and everything I believe about Matthew Stafford, we have to see it. They have to prove it. Everything about the Buccaneers and the Chiefs, they proved it. They've shown us. Yeah. And and keep in mind, keep in mind, the only reason why these teams have, are they're returning all of their major, most of their major starters. A lot of the, all these teams that we're talking about, they're basically still intact. You can say they got they better, bro. They got better. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay, remember what happened with Kansas City in the, in the Super Bowl? They got <laughs> got terrorized because they were starting their backups. Guess what? They signed two Pro Bowl titles, okay, to protect Pat Mahomes. That offense is going to be set. We already know what we're going to see. Nobody can stop those boys. Buffalo Bills are still bringing back a majority of their team. Okay, the Cleveland Browns on defense are even more stacked, even more talent on that on that team. All right, OBJ is coming back. Now there is some issues. We don't know how how is he he's still able to match with that team, but they're still coming back basically intact. Well, so who okay? are you picking on the so, AFC side? Because you kind of hedge a little AFC. bit. Are you picking? The I'm Chiefs? Head, I'm head, I'm I'm still picking. The, I, I see. I still see the Chiefs. The Chiefs going. I really do. Still, yeah, yeah. I still see the Chiefs going. For me, for me, for me, for me, for me, it's either Buffalo or the Chiefs. But all I'm saying is, that well, who are you picking? You picking the Chiefs? I'm picking the Chiefs. All right, man, stand on it, bro. Don't stop whipping you got, man. You got, trying to get you got you got Tampa on the NFC side too, right? For, for sure. I got yeah. I see it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. 
So what's happened is while we've been off from doing the podcast, me and Lo have been working hard, been busy, and O's lost his damn mind. <laughs> that's what's happening here. <laughs> this boy's on. You talking about Josh? <laughs> that's what y'all. That's what y'all said last year. When I talked about Aaron Rodgers being MVP, it's the exact same thing. But you know, and even no, when, we didn't go this crazy. We well, didn't go. Well, this crazy. And y'all, and y'all, look, 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 look. It's not crazy to think that Josh Allen is going to continue on the trajectory that he's gone on. Each and every year, he's gotten better, and that is more so about that Bills organization. If Josh Allen was playing for any other organization, I would not be on as high on him as I am right now. But the organization has done everything right so far to put him in a situation to be the man. And right now, the Buffalo Bills team is the second favorite team in the AFC. You can't ask for much more. Once he goes head-to-head with Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, we're going to see what it's about. It's not really that crazy. It's not, guys. Come on, man. Haven't lost it all the way. Not all the way, anyway. So Still got, still got some screws. <laughs> I appreciate that. That means I'm normal <laughs> during these times. <laughs> all right, so that was some sort of our you know six-pack as far as the NFL season is concerned, some of the questions as the NFL season goes along, we will have more topics of discussion and things will um, come into play to where we'll talk about those as well. But let's go ahead and preview week one between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, we already know what Tampa Bay has in store. They have Tom Brady, they're a defending champion. Their team is loaded. There are a lot more questions on that Cowboy side as far as Dak Prescott and his health. Can this coaching staff lead this Cowboy team into the playoffs? And I think that even though it's one game, and I know a lot of people put a lot of stock into that first game, but this is a game right here where I do think the Cowboys have to at least look impressive against the Buccaneers. They can't go out there and falter. And I don't necessarily mean Dak Prescott. I can see Dak Prescott having a roller coaster kind of a year just because of the injury. But every other equation has to look good. Ezekiel Elliott and that offensive line has to be productive because that's the key for that team. They want to make any noise this year because Ezekiel Elliott did take a step back last year with that offensive line. They need to get back to that running game, and their defense has to be solid. I'm not saying that it has to be elite, but it does have to be solid. It has to stop teams in key situations. Can they do that? I don't know, but I think that this first game is going to tell us a lot about what we need to know about the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I think that was the case before Zach Martin came down with COVID and is going to miss week one because most people understand that the best player on the Cowboys is probably Zach Martin, right? Uh, And that's really no shot at Dak Prescott. It's just how good he is on the offensive line. Without him there, I don't know what, what to make of that team. But even with him there, I thought this game was going to be a blowout. I still think this game is going to be a blowout. I believe that the Buccaneers will win by seven plus points. It won't be close. There's really not much discussion here on my end of this game. The Bucs are the better team at every phase of football. Every phase. Coaching. Quarterback. Offensive line. Defensive line. Special teams. Crowd. City. I won't say state because we also live in uh, Texas. So I, I'll give Texas the nod. But otherwise, Tampa Bay's better in everything than the Dallas Cowboys. It shouldn't be a close game. It won't be a close game. Low agrees with me. We could close the podcast. Thank y'all for listening today. I oh, don't do, don't do that. <laughs> you, you had me going until you started talking about city and stadiums and all this stuff. I'm like, all right, all right. You lose your mind. You you also lost your mind. Did he say, did he say stadiums too? They got the know, better stadium, I, I, the better women. Oh, I didn't say stadiums. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Better, better parking lots, better women, women better better barbecues. Well, what else we're missing? Oh, gosh. You know, I I, I, have, I have to stick with my pick. Uh, I, Zach Martin being out for me that that changes that changes a lot. Um, it really does. But I gotta stay. I gotta stay on my pick. I ain't gonna look for waffle. Um, I'm gonna pick the Cowboys with the upset. Uh, this is the, in typical Cowboy fashion. What they do is they'll they'll play up to the competition and they come back next week and lose a game that they they have no business on. That's just what they do. So they'll find some way to come out, scratch out, barely win this game, and then they'll probably lose two. They play the, uh, the, the, the Chargers next week, so they'll probably come on and lose to them. But uh, I think they'll find a way. I have no questions. Well, the only question is just it's mentally that Prescott. But here's the thing. Just following this team, and it's just a fan of me talking just because I follow the team. The guys are running around. He's fine. Um, the, the things that Dak has battled in his life, you know, playing football is, is, is not – 
not being in the right mindset to play football is, is the least of his concerns. I think he's going to be fine. Zeke is looking good. Um, you're missing Zach Martin on the offensive line, but they, they, they should be okay. But that, that Tampa front is very scary. That Tampa defense is very, very scary. But on our side, we also do have the Dallas Cowboys do have a lot of weapons on that side as well. You have CD, you have Michael Gallup, you do have Amari Cooper. Um, and nobody can hold Amari Cooper. Um, Zeke is looking like his, his, uh, his rookie year as well. So I, I think this will be a very entertaining game. Um, so I'm going to stick with my pick. I think it'll be a high scoring game. I think we will come out. The Dallas Cowboys will come out, you know, with a three point win, maybe last second field goal or something like that. But I do see, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and pick the Cowboys for this one. You know what I like most about Cowboy fans? Y'all are like that delusional dude in school. Because, you know, some dudes think they just got to like that. You know, I'll tell y'all what happened. So we're playing basketball. And I always had a gut. I'm going to be real with y'all. I've always had a gut throughout my entire life. Even when I was skinny, I never had a six-pack. And, you know, sometimes we, everybody go in the locker room and be like, ah, I got my six-pack. Ah, I got my six-pack. And there's always that one delusional dude who be like, yeah, look at mine. I'm like, bro, you just like me, man. Keep your shirt on. That's what Cowboys fans are. Y'all always think y'all got it. Y'all don't. <laughs> y'all don't. Y'all haven't had it since 1995. 1995. You know that there are players who have been drafted into the NFL that have never seen the quarter, the Cowboys win a championship. And the delusion that you Cowboys fans have is incredible. I honestly respect it. I respect the hell out of y'all. But no, y'all not going to win this game. And quite frankly, y'all playoff chances are like, they ain't a lurch. If Zach Martin can't come back, I hope he does get healthy because um, it is COVID is the reason why he's out. So I do hope he gets healthy soon. I do like how you put that, though, um, low about them not being consistent. They can come out here and play well in this game and definitely uh, give you a dud the next week against a team they have no business doing that against. So it's going to be very interesting, as always, to see what the Dallas Cowboys can do for this season. But we all have Tampa Bay winning this game um, pretty much, except for Lowe. Low. I mean, I guess we're all kind of crazy in our head a little bit. I guess all of us are. So I don't think Lowe's crazy though. I don't think Lowe's crazy. Lowe's not crazy. He's just a cowboy. No, guy. I'm 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 st- no, I'm sticking to my guns. I mean, I I was shouting and screaming on Afro Vibes television. I ain't about to wolf a walk out and say, Oh, they're about to lose. I, I gotta stick to my guns on this one. Even when you know you're wrong, though. Even when you know you're wrong. If you if you know you're wrong after a point, you'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm wrong. They're, they're gonna. Well, they have to play the game. They have to play the game, though. See, here, here, they do here, have to play the, the game. Tech, tech, they have to play the game. I can't be wrong. They do have. There's always. There's a chance. There's somewhere. Hey, okay? I will there's tell you a this. chance. If the Cowboys win, I'm telling our podcast listeners, I can guarantee y'all, y'all not gonna hear me. We're either not gonna cover the game and talk about it. Or we're just going to miss week one because I don't want to see you. If the Cowboys win, I don't want to see you, bro. Look, look. Um, you know, okay, you, everyone – okay, you guys forget that New Orleans Saints game a couple of years ago. You know, everyone's dogging the Cowboys. Ain't going to be able to win. Ain't going to do that good. And held the Saints to 10-6 and six, uh, to 10-6 and six win. Hey, these kind of things can happen. That's just what the Dallas Cowboys do. This is what the team does. So – that's what I'm saying, man. Sticking to my guns here. Yeah, it's a great example of why it's not a sprint. It's, it's definitely a marathon. And we got to see right. what they're going to do from week in and week out. But anyway, great, great content, guys. Great stuff. I've missed you two gentlemen tremendously. It has been an absolute pleasure doing this podcast with you guys again. Um, I, I, I missed a lot of things about doing a podcast. I don't miss being called crazy. But I do miss a lot of the other things that have gone on with the podcast. So, you know, let, let's have a great season, NFL season, talking NFL. The NBAs will be back around the quarter as well. Maybe we can get some baseball in there as well. You know how I hate baseball. But maybe we'll get some baseball in there as well <laughs> also. But let's just, let's just keep this going. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please do not hesitate to subscribe. You can get us on all major podcast platforms available. If you want to check us out on our website, do that as well. Newchannelsports.net. We did mention Afro Vibes Radio a couple of times as well. I mean, Afro Vibes TV. I'm sorry. It was radio at first, but now it's TV. Check us out there as well. I miss you guys over there in Afro Vibes also. But check us out on Afro Vibes TV. You can also check us out on Podbeam as well. Subscribe to our Podbeam also and check us out there. Did I miss anything, guys? No, but we do have another edition starting September 25th. You can also check out our podcast episode on The Lead, 
We'll also be on the lead this every Saturday for the remainder of this year and into next year. Every Saturday, we'll have a podcast on the lead as well. Yeah, we'll try to do something a little bit different on the lead, just a little bit different from what we do here, but it's still going to be the same energy, the same three great voices. But we'll try to do something a little bit different on the lead so you guys can hear us there as well. But it's always a pleasure. Big, low. I greatly appreciate it being on the podcast with you today. I miss your face, brother. And the phenomenal one, Chris, as always, my brother, I, I love being here with you guys. This is something I really love and enjoy. Hey, it's, it's really good having you back, man. Uh, like I said, that, that, that intro, Chris, don't, 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 don't shit <laughs> into it. I give you a Yeah, that, that intro. Just, oh yeah, that was, that was, that was great Welcome back, bro. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. Until next time, we are out. Thanks for listening to the New Channel Sports Podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one, and stay safe out there.